0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 171. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, Build It Beautiful, and Harry's, an exceptional shave at a fraction of the price. The Pen Addict is a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper, and the analogue tools that you love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy.
1: What's up, mate? How you doing, buddy? Good, good, good. I'm uh I'm recovered from my my trip to Las Vegas uh, somehow. Uh, I'm not sure how I'm recovered because, you know, the schedules get so out of whack. And my schedule's hosed to begin with, and then when I mix in the the time change, even though it's only three hours, I'm just all kinds of whacked out. <laughs> but I, I got a good night's sleep last night. I feel like a normal person today, which is about all I can ask for.
0: I am incredibly caffeinated <laughs> um, because... So, you know, little, uh, inside baseball that nobody really cares about this. I'm going away on Wednesday. So we're recording today's episode, then next week's episode, and then I'm recording analog straight after. So I've got a three hour block of right. recording today. So you know, Luckily, it's the only stuff that I'm doing today, but I want to be super hyped up. So I'm on my second coffee of the day. I usually only nice. have one coffee a day. So right now my legs are jittering. I'm all over the place. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm locked in for a great show.
1: So I usually have about, a. am about a half a pot of coffee guy. And uh, I cut that down to about a quarter pot today because more inside baseball. I go to work tonight um, back from vacation. So at about 5 p.m. Eastern, I will be getting into bed and trying to get like a four or five hour nap mm-hmm. before I go into work. So I, I, I limited the coffee intake. Normally, I would drink about twice as much as what I did.
0: <laughs> I can't nap, man. I have no idea how you do it. <clears throat>
1: It's tough. It's tough. Well, I'll figure it out. I don't have much choice. Sometimes I just lay there. Sometimes I crash. But you know, when I when I lay there, I think about what we're going to talk about on this episode, though. Good. So I should I should uh, I keep my field notes uh, or pencil and paper near the near the desk.
0: And Your I'll, dream channel.
1: Yeah, my dream channel.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we got some follow up um, from last week. You know, we talked about the uh, pronunciation. You know, with the roshizuku stuff,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. You know, we I got we actually got some really good follow up on that because I was saying I was having a hard time. I think after that episode, I was thinking I have a I was having a hard time with the TS sound, and I got some emails on how to make that. So that was that was really good. But one of the things I did get dinged on the pronunciation for was Aussie. I'm saying that wrong. Did you know that?
0: I don't even know what that is. What are you say?
1: Australians. Australians. Oh Aussie. You know we we talked about the yeah. You say it better than I do. It's more Aussie. Yeah. Aussie. I say it Aussie, which is very incorrect. And I got, you know,
0: I probably didn't even recognize the word you were saying because it doesn't sound like anything I know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I got dinged and, you know, they, they were gracious enough to uh, let me in the, uh, the, the Facebook channel, the Australian fountain pen lovers, Facebook channel. Still
0: can't believe they let you in there.
1: (laughs) But they said that I'm only allowed to stay if I correct my pronunciation and that it's uh, Aussie. I should say that better and i would also like to note that the um australian accent is greater than the british accent it's denied (laughs) i promise i wasn't put up to that Uh uh-huh maybe maybe a little
0: (laughs) yeah i think you definitely were that was your payment for getting in
1: (laughs) yeah that was my payment for getting in um but it's true
0: let's let's move on
1: Alright, so the Hobonichi was released, um, the 2016 Hobonichi was released last week, and I just happened to be online, I didn't think about it, it's not like I, I marked the calendar I knew it was on September 1st in Japan, but I happened to be online at work in the middle of the night when it did go live, so September 1st, 11am Japan time, it, I, you know, don't hold me to my math, but it was around 2am, 1 or 2am here, uh, Eastern time in the US, and... I was following. I was. I had already committed. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Hobonichi Techo again this year for 2016. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But what was funny is when you know people were people were logging on um, to order the techos and you know the cousins and whatever accessories they wanted. Um, the site couldn't handle it. The site yes. was literally overwhelmed and crashed. Um, did you see, see any me. of that going on? I had it no idea this me. is
0: even happening. Nobody tells me anything.
1: yeah so it it was uh i got a huge kick out of that i enjoyed it because everyone was freaking out a little bit i mean it's not like there there were some of the covers that sold out but i think i don't know if they restock them but um you were just watching stuff like fly out of stock um it's pretty amazing that in this day and age people can crash a stationary website um to place an order i think that's it doesn't that doesn't
0: surprise me, though, because I expect that this site is relatively low traffic throughout the rest of the year. And then so they, yeah. they scale for that. That's how they run their business. And really, they should be, I mean, they're clearly not doing a good enough job of scaling the site up when they know mm-hmm. they should be because they have a timed release, you know? Right, like, right. This is nowhere near the same kind of thing. But when we have like a new show or something on Relay, mm-hmm. we just throw mm-hmm. as much money as we can behind the site and then scale back appropriately right you know
1: you front load front yeah load. yeah yeah and so i'm sure they didn't even consider that but i i was just dying laughing the whole time i was like this is pretty amazing i i mean i was thoroughly enjoying it because all i wanted was the the techo anyway which isn't going to sell out i didn't have to order it that night you know it's not going anywhere because i already have a cover i'm going to use for it uh, right, um, Okay. but i was watching the uh I was just watching the Twitter and the I think I was in the Slack. I don't know. I was in all the channels I could see all this and people were getting were getting a little bit ticked, you know, that it was just, you know, a, a little bit overloaded and uh, I don't know if some of the covers were limited or and that was the reason, but yeah. I'm trying to see if they had um new stuff this year. I don't know enough about the history of the whole system, but the um the Hobanichi Techo weeks wallet size i don't know if that was new this year i don't remember it from last year but it was pretty cool um it's it's a um you know it's like a thin what you would see like a you know like a pocket daily calendar thing um it looked pretty interesting i mean i didn't get it i almost bought the cousin which is the larger size but i think i wanted to stick with the smaller size one just because i don't want to commit to all that open space right? The larger size is an A5, the smaller size is an A6 and you just have more space on the page and that's intimidating to someone like me, um, you know, to fill up the space, right? You know, I, I only made it like a couple months in my last uh, Techo and plus I have the cover for um, the A6 size anyway. So I'm going to give the, the Hobonichi Techo A6 size a full go again in January 2016. I've got some wicked plans for that we'll talk about next year, you know, maybe that can be a, you know, a, we'll check in once a month on how I use my uh, TED show because I'm I'm sticking with it this time. There's no doubt.
0: See, I look at this and I want one, but mm-hmm. I just don't think I would use it.
1: Yeah. Well, I so I tried in 2014, right? And I failed. I no more than 3 months did I make it. It was probably more like 2. And so 2015, I knew, well, you, you failed pretty hard last year, Brad. And uh, <laughs> so let's not make that mistake again. And I didn't fi- feel the need for it last year. And I didn't miss it. You know, every now and then I was like, you know, I could use something for a little bit more, more planning, but I didn't really miss not having it, having it next year. I've got like different plans in my head on how I want to use it than I've done in the past. So I'm going to give it give it the give it my full attention this year and well in 2016 and um I I'm looking forward to it. It's like I missed it. Um it's it's such a neat item to use. It's very well done. Um the paper is obviously awesome. The layout is perfect for me. Um they're actually translated more of the techo into English this year um you know they had like a f- um modified version like the last one i had was more of a modified it still had some japanese in it and, and things like that i think this is like a full english version um this year so that'll be interesting to see in some different features like that so it, it's it's pretty good i'm i'm looking forward to it i know a bunch of people use it i i follow uh i look at that hashtag on instagram all the time and it, it's it's pretty slick how everyone uh uses theirs mine won't be uh as artistic as a lot of the ones that i see that just you know make my jaw drop um but uh otherwise i'm excited to get it in hand and, and get it going again
0: oh, you so, made me want one man
1: <clears throat> i just yeah yeah i hear you i mean you know i talking with you i i don't see where it's a fit for you right I, at this point but I yep. know, maybe maybe you're you're way deeper into things like omnifocus than I am too. So yeah, right, that's you, good point. you have a you're very more systematic about that than I am. Mine's almost more like a, a notes and reminder capturing. I don't know how yeah. to use the depth of it.
0: And for um, my for my tasks, they have to be digital. I have to have them sync.
1: Right. Right. So all right. So as much as people obsess over the Hobonichi, you know people obsess over the field notes and our friend Jenny at Three Staples, she made like the greatest field notes post um, ever i'm gonna go ahead and, and claim that this yeah, is the this field thing is post. some
0: criminology type stuff you know
1: <laughs> this is the field notes post to end all field notes post it's called field notes item numbers all right and you think okay very simplistic you know to boil it down you know field notes makes all these products and you know you of course tag them by an item number you know the very first craft you know um memo book that they created and I'm not looking at the number so I don't know it was probably field note yeah field note 01 fn-01 so what Jenny did which is what all normal people do is cataloged every fn number that field note has released for every product ever that's not strange at all
0: (laughs) no it's just a regular thing to do
1: regular thing to do that's what I do on the weekends this post is amazing I loved every minute of this post. I learned so much. She like tracks how like there's missing numbers and there's like confusion and you know like you know I'm looking at the uh, just the colors edition packet of sunshine doesn't have an item number. <laughs> you know, and it, it, it's just it's hilarious in all the right ways. Um it goes down to the add-on items, you know, like when you got like the coasters or the tattoos from the sets, right? Mhm. Um those have like if the uh if the ales was f n dash twenty the coasters are f n c dash twenty c you know it's 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 madness putting all this together like a puzzle and um i can't, <laughs> i can't imagine the time she took to put this together and it's just um it's fascinating you know i i tweeted at her once when i read this and I just couldn't wipe the grin off my face as I was reading this I couldn't wait to share it I couldn't wait to talk about it and um I don't know I find this stuff just so interesting you know and I, I think that's you know all of us that listen to a podcast about pens you know a lot of us can find the, this type of minutiae just fascinating like what's what's the nuts and bolts behind this thing so how, how do you, did you go down this rabbit hole
0: I, I was—I kind of glanced through it, read a bunch of the stuff that she was talking about. I didn't read it completely because it's just a—you sure. know—it's a lot of part numbers, basically. Oh, sure. It's but, a
1: reference. It's a reference post. It's exactly. not like a literary post, right? This
0: is one of those things that it's like it's awesome that she put it together, but now it will live. <laughs> right. Right. It will like. be a living document now. Yep. Um, I did want to mention though, like uh, that Ginny's Instagram, Three uh-huh. Staples Instagram, is just stupendous yeah uh like really- if you are a field notes fan you should be following her instagram and i'm gonna put that in our show notes as well for this week because i don't i don't recall better pictures of field notes uh than what jenny yeah. takes she catalogs everything so beautifully uh it's definitely worth following
1: yeah and that translates over to the blog too that's what first yeah. got me uh yeah. attracted to it it's like she she was
0: just great design take,
1: yeah she has a great uh eye great design aesthetic um beautifully done website killer um instagram feed and if you're even remotely interested in you know the the field notes at all you should you should be following because um she, she's got it down pat and i love i love seeing this so it's a great blog it's a great um resource and um uh, it's just exceptionally exceptionally well done and thank you jenny for being for sharing this content you know it, it's amazing and everyone should uh should uh point their browsers that direction.
0: You bet. As we record this, still no announcement of the new books. Seems like like it's a little bit late, right?
1: I got, they sent the teaser out last week before Uh I went out of town. And when I got back in town yesterday, um, I started going through my old emails to see if I missed it because I thought it should have, based on their teaser, I thought it would have been released last week.
0: Yeah, because that's how they usually do it, right? A few days beforehand, they send out the like the shipment notification, right? Kind of thing. Right.
1: So I wasn't totally, you know, following everything while I was gone, and I it hit me like when I returned that I didn't see anything from field notes in my email, and I didn't hear anyone talking about them, and I was wondering did I miss something? And it turns out I didn't. So I guess, uh, I guess this week we'll see. You know, what? I'll be
0: getting my hands on this week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Are they are they for sure doing it? I've seen. I've seen oh, stuff, you've seen the magic. Seen hints. You've seen the magic. Yeah. So, I just want to say straight know, up,
0: please don't ask me anyone to get the books. Like I don't want to yeah. I don't want to to get into the picking game with people. Uh so, let me see if I can get more than one pack. If I can, then maybe we'll do something. But You mean if you get
1: more than two packs?
0: That's what I mean. Yeah, the yeah. pack for you mm-hmm. first off, mm-hmm. first and foremost, <laughs> pack for you. If I can get any more than that, then maybe we'll do something like a giveaway on the show, but Yeah. I I really don't want the burden of of picking up packs of people because I know that they've actually at at XOXO have gotten a lot more um, diligent about that. Because when I went, the first year that I went, I just picked up a stack of them. Like they would just say, just take them. So I did. But now I know that they're a bit more diligent about that.
1: Yeah. So last year, you were essentially assigned one gift bag if you will one swag bag and it contained one pack of field notes so if you wanted any more you had to get them from other people who didn't want them you see because when i
0: went they just had tables full of the stuff and they just gave you a bag they'll just fill it up i was like can i take like 10 of these and they're like yes i was like great and i did (laughs) right
1: right right so after the end of the show they ended up field notes ended up releasing like a one-time shot here's the extras you Know if you're on, they sent it out to the email list and they were gone within an, like an hour or two. They yeah, made them out for the public, so you know, we'll see. Um, I'm interested to uh to see them and and hear all about them. And hopefully, uh, hopefully Mr. Draplin will be there this year. And you better go say hi to him and give him a hug.
0: Yeah, I and, know, uh, I'm pretty sure Kudal's gonna be there. I don't know about Draplin, I never met him, but okay, but yeah, I've seen a little bit of what these books are gonna look like mm-hmm. and uh. People are going to go crazy for these. Seriously, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, people are going to go mad.
1: Cool, cool, cool. Well, we're going to talk more about XO later in this episode because I have some uh, some questions about you about that for, uh, for you. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about one of our good friends though. That's probably also traveling with you to XOXO.
0: You bet. This week's episode is brought to you by Harry's. For many of us. Shaving can be a pain. It can be a pain on our skin. It can be a pain on our wallets. And this is what Harry's is here to do. Harry's is here to give you great, high-quality, high-performing blades crafted by their own factory in Germany at a price that's going to feel good on your wallet. They Basically, Harry's was created by two guys who wanted a better product without having to pay an arm and a leg to get it. Harry's will ship razor blades and all their kits and stuff if you need it for free to your front doorstep. They're not going to load a bunch of shipping charges on at the other end. And they offer a high quality shave at about a fraction of the price of other big branded blades. About half the price, in fact. For example, their starter set, which you will get moisturising shave cream or foaming shave gel, three razor blades and a razor, is only $15, which is fantastic. And... In a minute, I can tell you how you can get that set for just 10 On average, an everyday shaver who uses Harry's products saves about $150 a year. And with Harry's, your satisfaction is guaranteed because that is something which is of the most importance to them. Now I know that my co-host, Mr. Brad Dowdy, is a big fan and user of Harry's products. So Brad, could you just tell the listeners why you love Harry's?
1: Well, aside from being an awesome product that, I- that works better. It works better than any expensive razor that I've used in the past, you know, trying out some of the, the big brand names and their big fancy blades with all their marketing behind them. It, it's a flat out better performing um, razor and it's better looking and it's cheaper. It's kind of a no brainer, but the best thing that they've done recently for me, since I'm, I'm uh, full on Harry's uh, lover now is they've gone to the big size, of the, uh, shave cream and aftershave lotion. So now instead of ordering like two or three small bottles, I can order like one, one big, one big bottle and, um, and free shipping on top of that. So yeah, I'm hooked. I'm done. It's over. Harry's. I love you.
0: Yeah, see, I've, uh, having stayed in the same uh, hotel room as Brad, uh, I know he actually <laughs> just covers his face in this stuff. Like he just pours it all <laughs> over his face. So bigger <laughs> sizes are definitely better for him. Our bathroom in uh, Atlanta really, really smelled great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when brad got out of there because he uses harry's products you can experience oh a clean close comfortable shave of your own with harry's go to harry's.com right now and they will give you five dollars off if you use the coupon code penaddict with your first purchase it's all one word penaddict that's s.com. coupon code penaddict at checkout for five dollars off for you to start shaving better today thank you so much to harry's for the continued support of this show
1: so, you're a Star Wars
0: guy. I am a Star Wars guy. I got one of those little BB 8s here. Yeah. You know, the cool. iPhone controlled ones.
1: I know. I miss the. Yeah, I missed the release when they came out. I'll, I'll have to go check them out. That happened when I was out of town. And you know, I'm definitely a Star Wars guy. And we talked about you know the different promotions that they have. Moleskins skins had the the Star Wars in the past, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, the, you know on the journals. And you know, I always make talk about my vanishing point. I call it the stormtrooper just because it's it it's it's got that white and black. But it wasn't actually a Star Wars model. But Cross has teamed up um, <clears throat> with Star Wars with I I guess Disney too. For one of the cross promotions for the movie coming out later this year, mm-hmm. and they've I've seen the um the cross click gel pins pictures out for a while. And the cross click, I have never used one, they've actually got some decent reviews of just the standard click, not necessarily the, the Star Wars model. But what they have, uh, Stormtroopers, C3PO, Darth Vader. Um, I think were the three click pin models, and they run about forty-five dollars, which I can kind of see, you know, that looks pretty good. And you know, I've known about those for a while, but the big release this week was the Cross Townsend fountain pen, which also comes in a Darth Vader model, a C three PO model, and a Stormtrooper model. Um, they're gold nib pins. <laughs> And they are sticking it to you.
0: What on earth? I knew that these were around, but I didn't see the prices? Yeah, holy crap.
1: (laughs) They are, I don't know what they're thinking, but this is ridiculous. So the fountain pen model (laughs) with a gold nib, either fine or medium point nib, $575. That's asinine. I am I'm sorry.
0: I understand this, right? Because this is price-wise the type of stuff type of money we pay for similar types of pens, maybe. But they don't look good. Like no no, no, they look the overall design of the pen is not attractive to me in any way.
1: Well they're they they look fine to me. They're not like putrid. You know, I think they're fine looking designs. They're not $575 $575 fine-looking design. It's ridiculous. You know they're
0: selling a, a rollerball for that price as well, oh yeah. right?
1: The 450 for the rollerball, which is even worse. I mean, yeah. That's literally worse. Yeah, because it's going to have
0: the, the same refill ball. as the, the, the 30. Well, I've got it in pounds here on Goldspot. So it's 360 mm-hmm. quid for the, for the Cross Townsend rollerball or £36 pound for the click. Yeah, like that increase is insane, because the ridiculous. clicks, they look cool, right? They've they've yeah. got a bit of extra design to them, like they've got like C three PO or Stormtrooper written on the side, and they've got a little mm-hmm. uh, logo on the clip, like a little emblem yeah, on have, the clip. Yeah, and they have, I like, would a buy one of these. And... But yeah, you, I, there I, is I'll... no. If I was a millionaire, I would not buy <laughs> any of these like 460 pound <laughs> versions of these things. This is a joke. This is a joke.
1: It's a joke. I- I'm glad you're on the same page as me. Cause it's, it's kind of embarrassing. Um, <laughs> it's funny reading the marketing, and this is on. We're looking at this on Gold Spot, which you know, Goldspot's uh, Spot's Gold Spot's, a, Gold Spot's a, a sponsor of the blog, so you know, I, I of course, you know, love them. I'm fans of them. So, but they're, I think they're essentially using the copy from Cross. Like one of the sentences: "These writing instruments are the epitome of luxury." <laughs> And your pen looks like C three PO. It's not the epitome of luxury. So I mean, none I know of it he's matches gol- up,
0: right? Because <laughs> cross, <a> ro- <laughs> cross are like the executive pen, right? They're like they're worse than Mont Blanc in my opinion. Because Mont oh, Blanc at least have some no, no, cool no, no. design to them, but Cross pens are just boring.
1: No, Cross pens are not in the same category as Mont Blanc, which is what makes this so. Bad. Well,
0: they try to think that they are, but I mean, I mean, <laughs> like it's the same sure. idea of like the executive pen, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. oh, I need a fancy pen. Uh you, like you, when you go to these stores, like department stores, at least here in, in England, you go to department stores, Cross and Mont Blanc are in the same cabinets.
1: Oh really? Yeah. I, I could see that. I guess they they do have some high end, but they just don't they're not competitive in uh quality and you know as related
0: no to price. Yeah, the, no, the value I, 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 proposition. I guess I should have made that a bit clearer.
1: So the Darth Vader Cap features a red, red Swarovski crystal on top that symbolizes Darth Vader's <sighs> iconic lightsaber. Let me see if there's like a C-3PO anything on his pin. No,
0: he's just all gold.
1: These are just terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not a joke, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, just C-3PO themed design details. Which that the yeah the click pins are better designed than this. The stormtrooper one actually looks a lot like my vanishing point. Which I paid a premium for, in theory, right? Yep. Yep. Um, <clears throat> yeah, stormtrooper theme. So, I mean, like my vanishing point looks better than this pen. Um, it's it's asinine. I mean, I understand marketing and cross promotion, but this is just a, there's going to be some uh, some hot take markdowns happening on these uh, after the holidays. These will be these will be flying off the shelves uh, at about half price.
0: <laughs> if oh, that I, w-
1: I wouldn't pay yeah. half I wouldn't pay half of it for this. No way. Uh Darth Vader one would be the only one I'd consider. I uh, definitely not the see-through PO1.
0: Anyway. I like the stormtrooper click.
1: is cool. Yeah. Now the click the click I'll probably buy one. It, it's just kind of cool.
0: Well, cuz if you said you wanted to try one out anyway, you might as well get one of these guys. Yeah, people have been asking I, me to I won't re- be. review the Yeah. <laughs> cuz I don't use these types of pens. Like, you know.
1: Yeah. But uh, I'll get a click for sure, and um,
0: maybe if they made like a five hundred pound mechanical pencil, I'll look into it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe if you like, when you when you like capped the fountain pen, it like engaged a lightsaber light
0: like out the top of it. Or if that you just gave- went. <laughs> 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 then, then we're now we're talking cross. Now we're talking
1: cross, cross, cross. I don't know what you're doing here. You make me cross. I don't know what you're doing here. So it, we were talking about this in, in Slack and someone asked about the, the vanishing point and my mentioned my Stormtrooper one and asked about the durability of it. Um, I think they mean probably from the relation uh, or from how it handles, um, you know, taking a beating, the exterior barrel, yep. um, because the vanishing points are really made for portability. You know, it's a de- it's a great desk pen, but you're going to throw that in your shirt and your pocket and your jeans and whatever. They get dinged up and chipped. They just do. Um, they're also
0: like you know the 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 little door that hide that like protects the nib mm-hmm, like all of those mm-hmm. pieces are fiddly like finickety pieces that could very easily mm-hmm, get damaged mm-hmm.
1: but for as much as you use and abuse them they're very durable sure you know it's not like the first time you take it out you're gonna have this massive chip off of it it takes oh, they are black, built like tanks yeah they're built like tanks. This is an an eventual durability thing, not an immediate durability thing. Sure. Like, before I sold my black mat, and I used the hell out of that pen, I didn't have a single chip out of it. You know, you could see, like, some rub marks, you know, where you use it a lot. Like, the mat was flatter, if you will, but there was no chip stings out of it. But I've seen other people who pocket them all the time with their keys that, you know, chip the paint. So, in the grand scheme of durability, it's really good, but if they, they do, I mean, they just chip and wear and things like that. I mean, they just do. So I I don't know if that answers uh, the question. I forget who that was. Might have been ethosophical. Um, Asking. They're extraordinarily durable, but the way you use them dictates what it's going to look like. So um, that's, that's, I think that, I think that's probably a a common and a fair, fair assessment on that. All right. So we have uh, um, email follow-up from uh, the Atlantic handwriting article from last week, you know, the ballpoint pen killed cursive article. Right. And uh, it's from Todd who I met at the DC pen show who writes uh, that one pen, the blog. He, he had a disagreement, but it wasn't more of a, wasn't as much as a disagreement with what I was saying, but more of a, an alternate view of it. And I thought it was kind of interesting. So I want to read you some of this, uh, some of his email. Um, So Todd says, so I'm going to disagree with you a bit. With your take on the Atlantic article about handwriting, I suggest the point Mr. Geisbrecht is making is a bit more subtle than what many folks are taking away. He does make the point that in a post-Fountain Pen world, cursive has fallen by the wayside. He also mentions that the decline in cursive can be tied to the rise of word processing, and as you and others have accurately suggested, cursive's removal from school curricula has not helped either. But that's not the extent of Mr. Geisbrecht's article. His broader point is one about tools, old and new, and the techniques we deploy in their use. With respect to pens, being the tool, and writing, being the technique, he argues that there is an incompatibility between the modern pen, like ballpoints, and the old-fashioned grips and writing styles we implement when using them. As a result, the average person is less efficient with ballpoint pens than maybe they could be. So, digital word processing, which has already has certain advantages, seems all the more appealing. However, if we have a better understanding of the grips and writing styles more amenable to ballpoints, then handwriting, literally writing by hand, not cursive, could be more efficient and therefore a more attractive alternative to digital word processing. We use different writing tools today than we did 50 years ago, yet the techniques we show young kids learning to write are identical to those taught when fountain pens were the only game in town. It is this mismatch of modern tools with vintage techniques that has, according to the Atlantic article, unknowingly contributed to the rise of digital word processing at the expense of writing by hand. He finishes by good gravy. This may be the nerdiest thing i've I've written in quite some huh. time, and i'm and I'm a high school chemistry teacher, but I thought that was an interesting point, Mike, which I didn't get out of the article. It's that um we have these tools available, and we're kind of I guess it's a mismatch between how we currently use the tools we have available with what we were taught when those tools were initially created, right? The tools have changed. But our process for using those tools has not changed, and I thought, I thought it was uh, uh, an interesting perspective. You know, I don't know whether I disagree or, or agree with that, but I didn't think of, I hadn't I considered that ever. Right? Uh, can you see a point where we, we being people in this era, you know, people of our age um, that are really attached to their to their digital mechanisms and tools and toys? have a are doing a bad job at using the pens and papers because we are not um you know conforming to what might be a better writing style grip that you know these old fountain pens taught us how to use when we were little but nowadays you know the pens aren't made that way and there's some adjustment adjustment that needs to be made
0: i think it's 100 percent possible that over time like just the the natural ebb and flow of things means that people are just going to be less used to using these types of tools right Mm -hmm. like you see it already people use digital stuff like for kids in school in so many ways it makes a lot more sense for them to use computers and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i just think it's the natural flow of things and the pens that we use the the more fancy pens as they become less used they become more expensive, which makes them less likely to be purchased. But the stuff mm. that's used, there's a market for, like ballpoints, because they could be made cheap. So people bought them cheap. And now they continue to be cheap. So they'll be the ones that continue to be used by people. Does that make yeah. sense? What I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it does. And it's right. And those people aren't going to be thinking about the things that we're thinking about when they're using those pens. Right yep so you know there's no like todd doesn't propose a solution i mean i think he he proposes that there's a different way to look at the problem but i don't i wouldn't even know what the solution would be you know are we holding you know are we using pens wrong are we teaching kids you know to use things the the incorrect way you know based on you know, old teaching systems and things like that. So I don't know, it, it was something interesting. And I thought it was worth the conversation on because I, I thought it was an interesting perspective, uh, for sure. Yeah. And I can, I can see that. And it, it definitely made me think about like how I use pens and how I write and have I changed over the years? Um, you know, I do cringe and, and this, uh, this could happen today. It could have happened 20 years ago. I do cringe when I see really bad handwriting grips like some real like overlaps and some you know some just really poor poor grips that you know these these poor folks didn't get taught the right way and it's 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 gonna affect them long term but they've just you know they've just modified their style to how they grip the pin right so it doesn't matter anymore
0: mm-hmm.
1: but uh i i do cringe when i see <laughs> when i see a really bad grip on a pin on a all right so I should have talked about this when when I was talking about the Hobonichi, but uh, our friend Ryder Carroll um, with the Bullet Journal, um, and if you back the Kickstarter project, you know about this because you got the email uh, last week that we did his the blog's finally finished for the Bullet Journal. He's updated everything. Um, it has a lot of different ways. It has, of course, the the how tos on how to do the system, um, how everything works. But the neatest thing that I thought that came out of and what he was trying to do is he has a, um, he has a library of how different users use bullet journaling for different things. Like there's things, um, you know, there's like a food log where, where someone has, has created, um, the modifications, um, of the bullet journal to fit their food log. And then, you know, how to move the, move the data between months and things like that. And then the blog I found, um, to be, to be very interesting because it's taking actual users of the bullet journal who've committed to the system and how they break down the bullet journal to use, um, in a more efficient way. So if you haven't, you know, um, if you have if you've never heard of the bullet journal it's good to go check out just to see if that's a system that works for you i don't know i'll i'll have to use some type of system in my Hobonichi just because i'm a i'm at least like a um you know like a uh tick box and checks and arrows type of guy when i am you know using like a, a like a dated calendar um it obviously doesn't work you know specifically for bullet journals but i do take some of the symbolism and and um you know, key points of something Mm -hmm. like the bullet journal to move to morph into my own system. So I just wanted to point that out that that's out there for everybody now to see that uh, everything's up and running on the bullet journal. Cool. Very cool.
0: Take a break. Yep. This episode is also brought to you by Squarespace. You can start building your own website today at squarespace.com and you want to use the offer code Inc at checkout to get yourself 10% off Squarespace. Build it beautiful. With Squarespace, you can build a site that looks professionally designed regardless of your skill level, no coding experience required. They have intuitive and easy-to-use tools that make it super simple to make your website look and feel exactly how you want. Squarespace power all of their sites with state-of-the-art technology. This ensures security, stability, and feature updates as well. They keep everything nicely updated and make sure that you're always at the forefront of new technologies. Like, for example, when responsive design became the thing, Squarespace made sure that all their templates worked on all manner of devices and they look fantastic and you can see your lovely content fantastically designed and presented no matter what device people are looking at your website from. Squarespace are trusted by millions of people around the world and it's easy to see why. With their features and their their benefits like 24-7 support with live chat and email, their rock-solid fast hosting, their great templates which I mentioned and they have tons of those and there's a way of adding more and you can really adapt them and customize them to your own desire. They also have stuff like their commerce platform, which allows people to add stores to the Squarespace site, and even their cover page functionality, which allows you to build great looking single page websites. If you look at all of that stuff, which is just a mere sliver of the features and benefits of Squarespace. You can see why so many people love and use them. Squarespace plans start at just $8 a month, and you can sign up for a year. And if you do, you'll get a free domain name. They have monthly plans and annual plans, but if you sign up for an annual plan, you'll get a free domain name as well. So you can give your fancy new website a fancy new name. So... You can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required and start building your own website today by going to squarespace.com and you can play around with it before you sign up for a plan. But when you do sign up, make sure that you use the offer code INC to get ten percent off your first purchase. You'll also be showing your support for this show by doing that as well as getting that ten percent off. Thank you so much to Squarespace for their support of this show and Relay FM. Squarespace, build it beautiful.
1: So before we get into our next topic, I was reading back through the chat room. Did uh mm. My good friend and sometimes guest poster to the Pen Addict, Mister John Bemis, uh, aka J Tower Forty Two, say that he bought all three of the Cross
0: Star Wars fountain pens. I didn't believe him, <laughs> but I right. So I think he's telling thing. the truth. The way can I start this. writing for the Pen Addict? Because clearly, you pay very well.
1: <laughs> uh, full disclosure: I don't pay John. I pay John in, in uh, virtual hugs. But I I do pay. I do pay the regular writers. Yes.
0: Well, I want (laughs) to do whatever he does uh... (laughs) because
1: I know what he does, and I don't want to say it, but it's awesome.
0: (laughs) Mm, mm, Is he a millionaire? (laughs) I must be. He could be. be.
1: He could be. But uh, yeah. (laughs) So uh, John, I want that. uh, I want that guest review of of those pens when you when you get them and have time to play around with them. That that will be awesome. (laughs) I can't believe that. That's shocking. All right. So. We're going to talk about traveling with fountain pens because it hit me um, after I got back from D.C. and I told you I was going to fly with fountain pens. Did we ever really like get into like what I did? I don't think so. I don't think we did. I think like after the episode, I realized that I didn't talk to you about, you know, flying with fountain pens and I did it. You know, I I took my my plan was to since I'm going to a pen show, I wanted to take some pens and I wanted to take them inked up and I wanted to experiment on the plane um, how things would work with uh, flying with fountain pens, and so I took a cartridge fill pen, took a piston filler pen, and I took an eyedropper pen, um, and a, a converter fill pen. So I kind of had one of each of the uh, filling systems. So I had them all filled up with ink. Um, I had them in my brass town in my backpack, and then inside the brass town, I took a Ziploc bag that had a paper towel in it.
0: Okay.
1: So what, so what I did was when I got on the plane, got my seat, um, I took out the brass town, took the pins out of the brass town, put them in the Ziploc just, you know, in case they did blow up or leak or whatever, put them in the Ziploc, you know, around the paper towels and stood them upright in the, in the seat back in front of me. Right. So they were sitting there vertically in a Ziploc bag in the seat. Cause you know, I was going to throw my backpack on the ground, uh, on the, under the chair in front of me anyway. So I didn't want, you definitely know, I definitely didn't want them laying flat or upside down or doing anything weird. Um, <clears throat> so I had zero issues, not a single drop of a leak on any of the four pins that I did that with. Um, I took them out. They didn't explode on the plane. I got to the hotel room. I reloaded them back into the brass town, looked in all the caps, everything looked around the seams, there was not one drop of ink anywhere, so it was, like, hugely successful um, traveling with fountain pens. Like, literal zero issues. You know, I did take the extra precaution of separating them from, you know, just throwing them in my bag under the chair in front of me. I wouldn't do that. You're just asking for you're asking for it to leak then. You know, you want to carry them vertically in the seat back. I could have just left them in the brass town, but I didn't want to stain it um, if it did leak. So you know i um I, I i took them out of there but that was the only like precaution i took um otherwise it, it just went perfectly well and um you know for vegas which is where i just went um there was not a pin show unfortunately but um there was plenty of other shows out there i didn't take any fountain pens i just took one pen i took um the Sunderland mk1 prototype it's got a Pilot Juice refill. I had no problems with that. And uh, I just took a um, like a pocket notebook. I told said last episode, I just finished one of my knock pocket notebooks and didn't know if the new field notes were in. And I'd take that and they weren't. But I did get a new notebook in um, It's from a company called Story Supply. And they're going to be launching a Kickstarter pretty soon. Um, it's a really nice notebook. It's a three and a half by five and a half uh, pocket memo book side stapled three staples um, it feels like 70 pound paper on the inside um, we'll have a link in the show notes to to the page because their kickstarter is launching soon so they sent this to me in advance um, it's ivory colored paper gridded and it's got a couple of a uh, couple of darker gridded lines in case you wanted to um, you know um, section off the page for for different tasks things like that which I kind of like the look of it but it performed really well the paper is really nice and um, they also are going to do a thing where if you per- make a purchase, they also supply uh, books to kids in need. And uh, you know, nice. uh, cool. you can you can read about that all on the uh, all on the page. We'll have links. So so pay attention to that when it when it comes up to Kickstarter. Um, you know, they, they just asked me to check out the blog. They didn't ask me to say anything, you know, about them. They asked me to just check out the product. Let me know what I thought. But I mean, it's, it's, it's really good. Um, their logo is killer. I love it. And, uh, they did a good job. on the notebook, so look for that one coming to Kickstarter. So for Vegas, I, I kept it simple, pocket notebook, one pen, and done. So now you're getting ready to fly a mm-hmm. much longer flight than mm-hmm. I am from Atlanta to DC. What will you do, Mike? For pen and paper carry, traveling from London to Portland for XOXO.
0: I'm not gonna do anything special. Uh, you just reminded me. I'm gonna take the only fountain pen out of my bag. Uh, I'm gonna take a retro fifty-one, a couple of field notes, and I'll take some mechanical a uh, mechanical pencil. Probably the I think I might swap the Colt pens out for the r- Rotring. No, I'm gonna mm-hmm. keep the Colt pens in there. Yeah, I'll take a retro fifty-one, uh, some sharpies. And a couple of field notes notebooks. That's going to be me. I'm not going to do anything special. I don't need any fountain pens for this trip, um, particularly because I'll probably be using a pencil for any notes that I take. Right. Because that's who I am now. Uh, <laughs> I like it. And I don't want to take. I don't want to take the lava just because it's uh, got some sentimental value to it now. I Don't want to lose it. So uh, I'm going to keep that one here. But I'll take the the Colt pens mechanical pencil with me. I think. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I'm struggling between that and the road ring. I'm not sure what I'm going to take now. I'm going back and forth mm-hmm. on it. But I'm mm-hmm. going to I'm gonna take my fountain pen out of my bag. I'm going to do that right now before I forget, Brad. <laughs> so you're going to hear me now getting my bag because I will you're- definitely forget to do that. And then I'll end up with ink everywhere, which I don't want to happen. You're uh, a chicken. Because I'm not going to do anything special to protect it like you did. Yeah, so. you're a total chicken.
1: So I, I want to clarify. I did get asked about that. So what, ha- uh, uh, Keith? Weir asked what happened about the pins touching. You know, because I have a when I took them out of the brass town and into the ziploc, I, <laughs> I very much took that under consideration. Keith, what I did was took about, I wrapped up about four paper towels in a roll. And I've laid one pin in and then rolled it some and then put the other pin in and rolled it some so they never wow. touch. So I I got your back, man. My pins didn't touch.
0: <laughs> You're a very special egg. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> uh, I'm actually decided I'm taking the Colt pens because I can retract the pipe so it doesn't stab me in the leg. There you go. And then I got, I'm, I'm probably going to have to change these field notes out, get some fresh ones to mm-hmm. put in there. I like to have fresh notebooks on a trip like this
1: yeah that's cool and you'll actually I, I was surprised at the amount of pens and paper um, I saw um, at XOXO last year and um, there was a lot of sketch noting going on which we're going to talk about more in a, a future episode and um, you know it's um, it, it's cool I, I would just walk up to people you know that I saw writing and drawing and say hey what are you doing you know like you know I'm a I, I like seeing you know your drawings can I check them out and there was, was some really cool stuff so and but you know like for you and kind of like for me last year like the the quick accessibility quick draw of um you know uh pen or pencil in a small notebook is is kind of key for bouncing around XO. so that was certainly good. Thanks for reminding me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick before we wrap this this little travel section, Phil Lee wants to ask: Do you have to put your fountain pens in a bag with other fluids for security check? I did not. <laughs> That'll um, be
0: under the milliliter count. I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't carry any ink. Well, um, unless you're taking a Visconti, inked. that might be a whole set. So <laughs> that might that might uh, go over the, the the size limit. You'd but have to um, do that for ink bottles, but under no circumstance, really, should you be taking ink bottles on planes. In my in my feeling, but hey, people yeah, do stuff. What are you
1: gonna do? What are you going to do? So, anyway, so that that's our travel tips. I had zero problems, and Mike is a chicken. So, that's what we've yep. determined. I'm a chicken. All right, so let's wrap this up on a question we got getting ready for this episode. We talked about pin tiers in the past um, and ranking, you know, what are f- not necessarily... Well, I guess it would be our favorites, but, you know, there's certain things about, you know, pins um, that you would never get rid of or never consider getting rid of, and... What inks, the question was, what inks would you put with those tier one pens? You know, what are your, what's your ink tiers? What's your absolute must go to inks? If I had to clear out the closet of every ink that I owned and just pick out my favorite bottles to keep and those are the only inks that I could use. um, I came up with a pretty short list. Um, These are in no particular order and it's definitely Pilot Roshizuku Shinkai. Um, That's... Maybe my single favorite ink, it has a Challenger, maybe two Challengers, um, which I'll mention in just a moment. Um, The second ink I listed was the Sailor Yamadori, which I really, really love the color on that, and I love the performance of Sailor's inks. Um, The third one I put down was Bung Box 4B, which is the Bung Box Blue Black. Um, That's a competition in competition with the shinkai it's got some really cool shading to it um i love that the fourth one i put down was the roaring klingner scabiosa i love that color that purple and um the effect it has on the paper when you put that down it's a beautiful ink it's a great great color and the last one i listed which is really challenging the shinkai for my number one ink is the mont blanc jfk which that even surprises myself how much i like that ink it's it's probably the most simplest blue black out of the two other, out of the three that I listed between the Shinkai and 4B. But it's the most, that makes it the most traditional looking. And for some reason, you know, which is why I like all blue black inks for some reason, that super traditional old school blue black just does something to my brain. I love that color. And that's how this JFK um, comes out on the page. They market it as like a Navy, um, but it's got some gray in it, so makes it makes it more of a blue-black. And I just love the color. I, I'm i fascinated with the Mont Blanc JFK now. Um, give it give me some more time with it, and uh, it may jump Shinkai. So it's probably like Shinkai, JFK, 4B, or my three blue-blacks. Then I have the, the bright uh, blue-green of Yamadori, and then the purple of Scabiosa. If I could just have those five inks for the rest of my life, I'd be pretty satisfied. I wouldn't be wanting uh, really for anything. So, what about you?
0: Just quickly, your website is ridiculous. Why? So, I'm Googling to add to the show notes, right? Yeah. Of all these inks that you're mentioning. Uh-huh. And your the pen addict is always in the top results. <laughs> like, above stores. Sweet. <laughs> ro- so, there's just I pen roll. addict links for every single one of these now. Your reviews.
1: So, you have time for a funny story? Yeah. So, I'm flying back from Vegas and I'm sitting, I think I'm sitting in the airport and I'm looking through Instagram and I posted, oh, it's like my goodbye Vegas post. You know, I had like the Paris Eiffel Tower, the hotel, we're saying goodbye Vegas, whatever. I get a comment in that thread about, I'm not looking at it right now, but the the guy says something, you know, related to pins, and, you know, oh, said, well, you're out there for a pin show. And I said, no, just for pleasure. And, uh, but you know, the Las Vegas pin show needs to be a thing. And then he replied back, said, by the way, this is Chris from work. I Googled best pens and I saw your name in the byline. <laughs> oh. And I was like, oh my God, uh <laughs> this is really weird.
0: <laughs> You've been discovered.
1: Yeah. Uh, several people, a lot of people at work know, but he's actually a pretty new employee, um, <laughs> so it was funny and I was like oh my god <laughs> that's pretty crazy
0: it's always scary yeah. when people find you man
1: yeah yeah so it, it was a trip um, but I enjoyed it. He's a nice guy, and so uh now when I go back to work we're gonna we're gonna talk pins. I'm gonna have to bring him some pins to try out. so yeah, that, he's was, pen that was a pin guy, clearly. yes, he's a pin guy, so that that was that was uh that was my funny story about uh Google <laughs> and finding me so i'm I'm quite easy to find um <laughs> if if you're looking for me, I'm not hard all right, so let's let's get to your uh your ink list. What do you got?
0: Mine is super simple, and any longtime listener will know all of these uh Hiroshizuku uh Fuyugaki, and kompeki. So the mm-hmm. orange and the blue, and mm-hmm. I'm adding Jehovah and Emerald of Chivore in there uh, because I think it's really pretty, and I really? like it a lot. I have to say, though, and I, will, I would want to qualify this a little bit, so I picked up my Karas Customs that I kind of modified, right, mm-hmm. to use the other day, and I'm doing it right now, and the ink is not flowing very easily. Oh, It is interesting. 100% is it clogging up in there. Okay. So that is a word of warning. Like I haven't used it for a couple of weeks. Like I'm trying it right now. I used it two days ago and no ink is coming out of this thing.
1: Mm. Okay. So yeah, that's how the, like the stormy gray was um, for me. But if I I, give it a
0: little shake, right, mm -hmm, I can get it flowing, but, Mm -hmm. and it's flowing fine now, but this is not a problem that I have with other pens that are sitting in here. Right. So I've just picked up the pro gear. Definitely haven't used the Pro, pro gear in the same amount of time. No issue. Flowing straight away.
1: Right, right, right. So I did ink up my bottle of Emerald of just before this episode, so I don't have really time for much thoughts. I haven't haven't used it yet, but I am getting I am getting a lot of the gold in the page. Um, I would like to see a little bit more red in the sheen. I'm using the Twisby uh, eco with the medium nib. So it flows really, really well, getting a lot of gold, not a lot of red. So, um, I just haven't had time to play around with it to really comment on colors. Beautiful. Color comes out really good. I want to uh, find a way to get some more red out and uh, I'm gonna work on that, but I wanted to give it a run in the, in the Twisby eco first, just because I can see the ink and it, it settles really, really quickly. Like if I yeah. set it down for even a yeah, couple it minutes, it settles fast. That gold settles fast. So you got to shake it up before, before you get going.
0: Shake it off, as uh, Taylor Swift would say. Yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. yep.
0: Something like that.
1: All right, let's shake this episode off, mate.
0: Sounds like a good idea. If you want to find the show notes for this week, you want to head over to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 171. If you want to find Brad online, he is at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M on Twitter, penaddict on Instagram, and over at penaddict.com as well. And I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E, on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, Thanks again to our sponsors this week, the great people over at Harry's and Squarespace. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad.
1: Goodbye, Brad.